Welcome to the Retrospect Podcast, a show where people come together from different walks of life and discuss a topic from their generation's perspective. My name is Ian, and as always, I'm joined by Jason. Hello, everyone. And this week, we have Miranda in in the studio, in, in, in place of Stoney still, because he's a little... Mrs. Stoney. <laughs> <How's that? laughs> there you go. Okay. Um, so how's, uh, how's the... How's the young whippersnapper doing? <laughs> <How's he? laughs> it, it's been, it has been a challenge. Um, we actually got him home last night. Oh, nice. So uh, he is, he is at home. He was very happy to have a shower and to sleep in his own bed. Oh, I bet. And eat real food. Mm. Um, so, but he, he's got, he's got a long haul ahead of him. And um, in the upcoming weeks, we'll be doing additional testing to see, you know, what sort of long-term ramifications are going to come from this, but... He's a fighter, you know. He's he's a scrappy guy. Of course. So, for anybody that's been um, a fan of the show for at least a year now, it, wasn't it about so, uh, give or take this time last year he was having his eleven months to the day of his brain surgery? Yeah, is when this incident happened. I was I, so badly. I, I want to wait for him to get better though, but so badly I wanted to be like, okay, so like if this is going to be like a yearly thing where you like trying to hurt your head somehow, I don't think I can really. I, I told him he's, he's gone to extreme measures yes. um, not to have yeah, a honeymoon. Right, you know? right, right. That is, like, yes, that is. I just felt, so... I, I just, I, like I, I obviously, you know, I love the guy, and but I do want to poke fun a little bit and be like, okay, so I'll see how it is. But I, I know with that, this was an accident, whereas before that was obviously like a, you know, a different situation all entirety but um neither was his fault so right you know, uh, of course of course just i know it's all coincidental but i definitely thought it was funny just <laughs> a horrible thing you know I, i'm still getting my digs in on him he, of he asked me for socks today so i brought him some really fluffy ones he's like <laughs> you're kidding me right i'm not wearing those <laughs> right i i think it, i think a lot of times um obviously you can't apply this to every circumstance like this but i think being able to add, especially because he's doing well, or at least from what you've told me, he's he's doing better. It, to add some brevity to to make a person in his circumstance. Smile. Well, I'm one of those people that just makes inappropriate jokes <laughs> at inappropriate times. So right, <laughs> it's how I deal with stress. Of course, but, and, but yeah, I think it'd be. I think it's nice because I know that's what I would like if if it's going to be if it's something that I'm going through. I would like for everyone to at least try and make me smile at least a little bit. So they say laughter is the best medicine. Yeah. So. Right. I hope so. I'm glad he's he's home and yes, same. I know he's he's happy um, to he's, be at the he's house. Curled up and with the dogs. Yes, and, yeah. the puppies yeah. are are loving on him right now. <laughs> so well, that's good. I'm glad. I, I definitely have. Uh, as the information has come out and has been on Facebook, and people obviously in our our circles know of us, I've gotten a, a more than a handful of. <laughs> So what happened to Stoney? And I was like, wow, I was asking the same thing <laughs> about a week ago. Um, you know, uh, so just know that there, I know there's people out there that have also been, you know, hoping that he's well and giving him, giving he, their will, he's, will he's wishes to He's got a long me. haul ahead, right. but you know, I want to give some kudos to Jason because he came at least once a day to the hospital yeah. the entire 11 t- days that we were in the ICU. Wow. And you know, that really meant a lot to Stoney. I bet. That's awesome. Yeah, I was uh, was really worried about him when that when that whole event happened. It was just you know just crazy how all that how this the slightest thing could change someone's life like that. I mean, yeah. he did not ask for this, and um, he went through a lot. 
So I'm him doing. being at home is, is huge. It really is. Yeah. Considering it could have been much worse. Oh, of course. And he still might have surgeries ahead of him. We know we just were in that we don't know right. stage. Right. But you know, as as the weeks unfold, we'll learn a lot more. So yeah. So our our listeners out there, just be patient with us as we uh as we kind of uh, muddle through this. And, and keep right. sending your prayers for and, him because yes. he appreciates yeah. them. So yeah, we'll we def- uh, we we'll definitely get a- we'll get through it. We had a whole we had a whole plan. Um, and so it is kind of sad to see us have to postpone a lot of those things because there was a couple of shows that I was really excited for. But right. That's okay. We'll, 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 we'll wait for them to get we'll there. We'll get there. There are more shows ahead of us. Oh, right. Right. Well, speaking of shows ahead of us, what do we have on the dock for today? I think uh, the episode, we we're going to talk about brands and why people choose to do business with certain businesses and, and or buy certain brands. We were talking the other day about all of this hoopla over Target and people boycotting Target right now because of their transgender kids line of clothing on the heels of the allowing men in the women's bathrooms and um you know there's an expression that's being thrown around the media go woke and go broke Mm. and you know since this is a generational show if you break down the generations there are some that are very very likely to boycott businesses because of their social stance or Mm. their political stance Mm. on different topics so we thought it would be an interesting take to see our generational perspectives on all of that today because it's all over. And it's not that boycotts are new, but I think in this post-pandemic era, uh, arena, yeah. people are much more likely to be confident or just to say, you know what, I'm not giving them my business anymore. Whereas before, you know, 20 years ago, you didn't really know what the CEO of McDonald's was doing. And now... If the CEO of McDonald's gives money to Donald Trump, you're like, well, I'm never going to McDonald's again. <laughs> um, and I think people are much more apt to be offended on what other companies do. Can I, uh, I don't mean to take us off on a rabbit trail right off the get-go, but could I? Could you indulge me just for a little bit about a conversation I had with Mallory sure. yesterday? Perfect. Um Mallory and I were driving, and we just recently went to a concert for an, a music artist that I've been a big fan of since I was in my early teenage years. And uh, it's actually, uh, we, we talked about it on the five people that you would like to have dinner with. One of them was the musical artist that I w- was talking about. I got to see them in concert again, and it was a wonderful show. And Mallory never, her being younger than I am, um it doesn't quite understand she the way she phrased it was I don't quite understand like I don't get famous people quote unquote um, because she's like they're just people and the more we kind of were like the more the conversation uh, expanded and we were talking more about it the more I realized that she was coming from a perspective of like she's always had social media or social media was a part of her life whereas I came from like just a few years prior to that where like there wasn't a lot of social, or it media. was it it was in its infancy. You're right. Um, so for me to be able to interact with this music artist 
it was like a barrier of entry. Like, like I could buy their CD. I could maybe write them a letter, you know, buy their merchandise or whatever. But like, I could never really see that artist just in their day-to-day life. Or if I did, it was like very rarely. And I may have saw it on TV or something like that was my childhood. Whereas like, for instance, Mallory, she was like a lot of her favorite music artists. They're just like live streaming their living room. And it's like, you get to just like see them in their day-to-day life. And it was crazy to the different perspective of it all. Like the more we were talking about it, the more I was like, I think that may be where we differ in this situation is like you have had the opportunity to see all your favorite artists and all these famous actors and people that you, that normal people would probably look up to and go like, Oh my gosh, I wish that I was in that famous or whatever. Whereas people maybe in your generation would look at it and go, they're just people well, it doesn't convey thing. when you're chipping out things on a cave wall, you know, like when you're chiseling yeah, out right, hieroglyphics. Right, yeah. <laughs> you're right, you're right, yeah. And so for me, like I said, like wow. there, there was a, there was a time for me where like like it, some of the some of the music artists, whenever I was in my teenage years, like it did feel almost unachievable. Like they didn't feel like they were regular people. They felt like they were just this larger than life rock star that I was like, oh, so crazy. And, so and they're crazy. just people just they're like just you people, and I. Just like you and I. Everybody and I, puts their pants on one right. leg at a time. Yeah. And, 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 and I learned that not through social media, but like, but being in the industry a little bit, like being a musician myself and also like surrounding myself with like the kind of stuff that happens where I was like, oh yeah, well, we're all just people. So I learned that that way. Whereas for her, it was social media. But we were talking about this, like the same sort of thing. Once upon a time, you what does McDonald's, the corporation, think about such and such? Like, I don't really care. I just Nobody want a cheeseburger. Cared. Yeah. But now it's like it, it feels so public. Like one tweet well, or Instagram post away from like, oh, well, we know. Well, you look at just, you know, and I'm, I'm sure Jason has some numbers. Oh, yeah, somewhere. <laughs> but uh, like, I've, got, I, I've got an overload of stuff. Yes. I so. was reading that right now one quarter of Americans are currently boycotting a product or a company uh, that they previously spent money on because, wow. you know, and the, the, the people that did the polling, they made that distinction because you can say, well, I'm never going to target again. But if you never shop that target to begin with, it's, you know, no harm, yeah. no foul. You know, it right. doesn't really mean anything to anybody. But if you were a consumer, like look at what happened with Budweiser this year. I oh, think yep. that's, that's, a, that's, right. a that's a biggie. Budweiser. I wrote it down here. Let me find it real quick. Budweiser was down because of the whole, um, Dylan Mulvaney partnership. Yeah. They lost $27 billion. Billion? Billion. Jeez. So. Golly. Um, you know, but if you're not that a beer is, drinker <laughs> and you say, well, I'm never getting a Bud Light, who cares? Right. But, you know, uh, a, lot, a would, lot of people. I would be in that camp. In that same time period that um, Bud Light dropped, tw- or, you know, the, the parent company dropped $27 billion. Right. Coors slash Molson, they right. increased by uh, 24%. Um, in their stock and what their prices were. Right. So, you know, people did. They spoke with their pocketbook. Yeah. And I think that um, people are much more apt to do that now. And I think it's part of this whole post-pandemic, everyone gets offended so easily. Everyone wants everyone to have the only opinion that they're allowed to have is the one that they have. And um, it's it's uh, a shame that, all these social things are kind of being forced down your throat well, because it should be, if you want to buy a certain brand of milk or a certain kind of cheese or, you know, it, you, you shouldn't have to have a social agenda fostered on you in order to go and get stuff that you would just normally buy. Right. 
Yeah, well, I'm I'm looking at. I downloaded this this pretty extensive report. It's it's pr- fairly thick and it has a lot of information, a lot of charts. But they did kind of break it down, and and I saw I, I found some pretty interesting things about shopping habits per generation. Hmm. Uh, Gen Z, which makes up the ages of eighteen to twenty four. Very heavy into social media, YouTube ads, internet search of top ways Gen Z discovers new products. Oh, yeah. Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok are the top social media apps among Gen Z. 33% of Gen Z have brought a pot, bought a product based on an influencer's recommendation in the past three months. And 28% have bought through an in-app shop one in two gen zers want companies to take a stance on social issues specifically racial justice lgbtq plus rights gender inequality and climate change when companies advocate for these issues it has a strong impact on gen z purchase decisions really ads on streaming services beat cable tv for reaching gen z Retail discovery is still relevant, but less frequent than digital channels. And then it goes into millennials overview. These are ages 25 to 35. Social media, internet search, YouTube ads are also the top ways millennials discover new products. Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram are the top social media apps among millennials. Mm. 28% 28% of millennials have brought a product through an in-app shop in the past three months, and 26% have brought have bought based on an influencer's recommendation, so a little bit lower. Right. 41% of millennials want companies to take a stance on social issues on everything I just mentioned right. earlier. Right. And ads on cable TV beat streaming services for reaching millennials. Really? Who watches by a <laughs> by a small margin? Okay, retail discovery is still relevant, but less frequent than digital channels. Hmm. Now on to my generation, Gen X, ages thirty five to fifty four. Gen X prefers to discover new products through search, television ads, and retail stores. Gen X discovers new products on social media more frequently than any other channel even though it isn't preferred. 90% of Gen X use social media. Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram are their favorite apps. 18% of Gen X have bought a product through an in-app shop in the past three months. The same number bought based on the influencer's recommendation of that period. So it's a little, you know, it's dropping as we go. 35% 35% of Gen Xers say companies should take a, should take a stance on, on social issues. So as you can see, it's those yeah, numbers get down. a little bit smaller. Um, and then on to the last but not least. Um, <laughs> sorry, last but not east. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I tell you what, it cut it off. Uh-oh. I don't have it unless I go into probably into the in-depth Research, but let me uh, 
I can maybe get that, but I, could, probably, we, I mean, if if it keeps it, the same trend, it probably is going to go. If I remember when I was looking at this online, I think when it came to that part about taking a stance on social issues, yeah, I think I think boomers were like below ten percent. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I it, would believe that. Yeah. It's it's below it's it's below. And I'm surprised that Gen X, because I'm a Gen Xer as well. Yeah, I'm surprised that it's as high as what you just reported because it, most of us that you know that I talk to. Well, once again, with yeah. stats, right. you know, you know who's well, and also, I mean, if you think about it, even in my generation, being forty was a forty-one percent. Like that's still the majority would still be against, you know, I mean, obviously we're getting close to that halfway mark, but even like for your generation, like you're talking about it being 30 something percent, that's still, yeah, I mean, 70 is still a pretty high margin for people that wouldn't be for it. Well, I but, looked up some statistics of the people most likely to boycott. And yeah. what was interesting was the, the number one group that would boycott businesses are actually six figure income earners. Really? Unbelievable. Unbel- yeah. That's um, crazy. That was 30, that 37% of them uh, will boycott the businesses routinely. Um, next was Gen Z at 32%. Um, then Democrats at 31%. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> then Millennials at 28%. And Republicans, Republicans rounded out the list at 24%. Um, but what I think we've seen in the media is a shift in the past few years Whereas before, and especially, you know, when Trump was in office, there was lots of websites that, you know, if a company tended to support Trump or gave money to Republican causes, um, there was a lot of Democratic websites that would say, okay, um, boycott these businesses. And, you know, and and a lot of it was centered around Trump. Um, Now, this is kind of the first time that the Republicans have kind of come out and said, you know, we're, we're done with the wokeness. We don't want it down our throats and we've seen this kind of this the tide has shifted and um it's it's very interesting to watch this play out no matter kind of where you fall in the political spectrum because it's this is not how it was 20 years ago oh no it wasn't i never recall ever seeing what i saw took place in the last few years with them actually going after stores you know that that either gave money or or, or whatever the case may be. I mean, I, I mean, I know in the uh, you know who showed up at the at the January six mm-hmm. rally. You know, you saw all that. Just people who were just there that didn't take play didn't take part in in what happened at the Capitol, but just were there for the rally. You know, they were getting lumped in and, and attacked with these other people, and it's like. You know, when did we get to a point where political rallies now are, you know, causes people to I think people to, to lash back? I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, I uh, I I got this other report here. It said uh, nearly two thirds of consumers want companies to take a stand on social issues, according to the 2018 Edelman Earned Brand Report. The report titled "Brands Take a Stand." found that 64% of customers worldwide are belief-driven buyers. Really? This is up from last year when Edelman found that 51% of customers were belief-driven buyers. And belief-driven buyers are composed of 30% leaders or those 
who have strongly held passionate beliefs and believe that brands they buy are one way to express those beliefs. And 34% joiners or people who will change their buying behavior based on a brand stand. So think about it in the sixties, you saw people doing marches and rallies and that's how they um, express their political dissidents or what their opinions were. And now people boycott, (laughs) you know, it's like, (laughs) it's just, it's, it's really just in the past couple of years, we've had a Disney boycott. We've had Florida boycotts, Target, Walmart, Kohl's, Coca-Cola, Bud Light, North Face, American Airlines, and Levi's have all been multi-million dollar, if not billion dollar boycotts that have been common and popular in the United States. And that's just scratching the surface. Yeah. For me, it just, I, the only, whenever you guys have brought up this topic, the only thing that I've really thought about was like I have, in my life, I have tried to, and I'm not perfect, and I'm not going to say I've, I've been super good about this, but like I have like, specifically bought items that have less plastic like that have been more like cardboard Mm -hmm. forward or like things that I know could be recycled or won't end up in the ocean. So you've had an environmental drive to buy things based on the environmental impact. Because like, so so that's, I'm just thinking about for myself, like, Mm -hmm. like there are, there's like some mouthwash or whatever. That's like a concentrate that you just like put a little bit of water in and you use like I, but it's like, you can have one bottle that is also recyclable. But then, you know, that's a legitimate. I I shop and I, 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 Buy products that I feel like that are right. are responsible as far as when it comes to environmental issues. Right, but the the point that I'm saying is like that's the only thing for me that I've like I have I have bought product A for years and years because I like it, but then have decided let me go ahead and make a conscious decision decision to do something probably better for the environment. But like, but that's about the only thing that I've had like a, a strong pull towards where I'm like, okay, you're making an environmental difference. Then I will try and help your cause along. Cause I do think that that is something that we all need to be more aware of in some way, but never have I been, but this also may be because of just who I am and what I believe. And I'm, I don't have a strong uh, social pull towards something, but like, I've never been like, Oh, you support like, this group of people or this like thing like that. And that has like swayed me to buy their product more. It usually it's all about what the product is and is it effective or do I like it? And obviously, you know, that environmental factor that I've thought about, that's, but that, that's, that's why you're reading these statistics. And I'm like, that's crazy to think that like two thirds of people are like, Oh, if you're, if you claim, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say claim. Cause I don't think that they all support what they say they support claim that you support this like certain party or this certain group of people that you're just like well so influenced well, to buy there's, their there's thing. a lot of people in our circle that won't go to starbucks because right. starbucks has done some very anti-law enforcement yep. things over the right. past few years and they're like you know we'll go to cc's we'll go to pj's we're not giving starbucks our money right um and so you know i just but i do think that there's definitely a generational bend to that um, it makes me feel older than I am. Is the environmental aspect? That's that's a legitimate concern, right? You know, I think that you know, for me as a Gen X consumer, I don't want 
to have to face politics when I go into my grocery store. Right. You know, I don't I don't really like to me, it's if the CEO of a company wants to give money to something, that's their right. You right. know, because it's it's usually not corporate money that's going, you know, and it might be. And if it's a privately held company, do whatever you want. Right. But it's really not my business. So yeah. it's like I don't I don't see these justice warriors making all these websites, you know, telling, you know, because there is there's hundreds of websites that are telling you to avoid certain companies just because they don't like, you know, right. something that they've, uh, you know, a social cause or a political cause that they're involved in. I'm like, is it anybody's business? But I think that's our generation's perspective versus, you know, these younger ones that want everyone just to think like them. And if you have a varying opinion, right? You know, I think it's shame also, on you. It, I think it also has to do with control. Mm-hmm. And it's just the fact that, like, in a in a corporate world, in a in a world where the normal people, quote unquote, that like the, the, the way that their power is their money in that regard. So it's like, I may not be able to shut down this. I may not be able to shut down Walmart, but I can choose not to shop there because they don't support my belief system. And that's, you know, it's not so much that they, they, it's, it's, they're very, can get very organized. And that's to me, what is, I found, I found astounding of, how quickly social media now yeah. has made the ability to organize large blocks of people to accomplish certain goals. And some people, this is, they've mastered this. They really oh, yeah. have. And it's, in, it's incredible, really. I mean, uh, just kind of following up, I just, I want to kind of finish that, what I was saying earlier. Um, but 30, 36% of consumers or they they consider spectators. These are the people that just go by and yeah. can care less, just like you said, Miranda. Uh, they don't care what the company is. They're just going to go buy what they need to get on with their life, and and that's it. So, But about 59% of the U.S. consumers are belief-based buyers. And believe it or not, we're lower than a lot of major countries throughout the world. China is 78%. Well, they'll tell you what to buy and you'll like it. (laughs) Brazil, 69%. India, 68%. And France at 65%. So this is really a global thing that people now are identifying. It's almost the product becomes an extension of themselves. But, you know, all those countries are very leftist. They are. For me, the only thing, like, uh, thinking about this more and having this conversation like this, um, I've realized that I will gravitate towards, like, name brand items because a lot of times, like, the quality is better. And and I'm not super concerned about, like, pinching pennies when it comes to, like, dish soap or fabric softener, you know? (laughs) Um, So that's, again, just thinking about what, as we're talking about this, I'm trying to, like, analyze what I would do in a store and more often than not I usually will grab name brand items because yeah. I know like the quality is probably going to be I, I, I do I, I, I they're, they're brands that I now, buy now I like mean, now if they were like if they were <laughs> if you found out Shake and Bake was killing kittens <laughs> you know you might not be buying Shake I mean, and Bake may, anymore maybe you're right but, yeah. but then at the same time it's like I think that's for me at least 
if um if this item is doing those sort of things behind closed doors and I don't know about it I'm not going to say it's okay but I'm I, like that I think that's the difference between like I would probably just it feels wrong to say it, but like I, I would probably just buy the item. But like the the hard part for me is like if the product there on the shelf is then displaying harming kittens or mm-hmm. or whatever it may be, then it's like then it feels more like it makes it real for you. And then it feels like now I'm supporting it. So like, do like you so do you favor products that say don't test on animals? Do you make a point to not buy those products? Not really. I mean. Uh, but I, I mean, I mean, I do. Right, I, right. I do look to see if. I mean, I know I can't everything. Right, you're right. But I do take yeah. a look at that. I came from the dietary supplement manufacturing world, and one of the things that I learned when I was there is that a lot of those little insignias and logos on packaging is all pay to play. So it really doesn't, you know, it's like because most, most companies aren't doing their own research anyway. Right. But they're not going to go and pay a third-party organization to stick the logo on because it raises the cost per bottle 50 right. cents. Yep. So, you know, it's one of those things. Does it really, it's like, you know, when you see the little Better Business Bureau insignia. Right. The Better Business Bureau is kind of an extortion racket. You know, it doesn't really <sighs> do anything. It doesn't really mean anything. You know, people pay for a membership so they can say they have a BBB rating, but the BBB doesn't really do anything. So, you know, I think so it doesn't me, really regulate anything. Not real. You know, it doesn't. They have no teeth. So it's like they can send you a letter saying, you know, Jane Smith really did not like how she was treated at your organization on June first, but there is no teeth behind it. You know, there's nothing that they can do other than voice their displeasure. Um, and if if you don't pay for a membership, you're much more likely to have a bad rating on the BBB <laughs> because you know when you're pay- when you're a card carrying member of the BBB, um, you're you know they're just you're you're just <laughs> to me it's just a, a lot of those things are a little so I don't even look at a lot of those things because I just know that most people aren't doing most companies aren't doing animal testing because the ingredients have already been tested. So you don't need to keep re, you, need, re, you don't need re, to keep doing it if you're, if you're using certain ingredients, and right. most people aren't doing innovative things. Um, or or I like brands that say we will a portion of the profits go to like protecting elephants. Right. You know, I I, I do look at that. I I, I buy stuff right now that uh, I know my bath soap yeah. I buy. But see, oh. I get that. But what irritates me is when you're in the checkout and they want you to donate to some organization yes. that they have. Yeah. You know, like, do you want to donate, you know, $8 to, you know, Whatever. to the Ukraine today? Right. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't. It, well, it, and the, those companies collect all that money mm-hmm. and they give it as a huge, you know, tax break for themselves. So it's like, if you really want to give money to an organization, give it yourself. Well, claim right. it on your own income right. taxes. Don't claim it on your income taxes. I've but don't said, let a big company do it. I've said that for a long time. I was like, I this feels wrong, but like I have places that I know that I can give. I have charities that I know that I can give to directly. I have religious organizations that I give to that I know that I know where I know good and well where the money's going. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I've looked at statistics for like where um quote unquote charity funds for these yes. big businesses go and a lot and of it just goes to like padding salaries and I'm yes. like that I yep. can't I can't do that. And see that's that's something that again I can understand people that may not know that. 
and would try, would try and give to a cause like that. Now, I posted so. this question. You know, I've got the Facebook group with you know the nine to ten thousand ladies in there, and I posted this question to them earlier in the week so I could get some feedback and some information. And there was a pretty good mix of people that had a political or a social reason why they would boycott something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was there was definitely a split in the group, like, you know, ladies that were pro target and pro, you know, right, the, right. supporting LGBTQ rights and other ones were like, just quit shoving it in my face. Like do what you want to do behind closed doors, do what you right. want to do at home. Just, you know, I don't think we need tuckable clothing and bathing suits for kids. Um, so, you know, that was interesting, but there was another group that we haven't talked about yet today. And that's that people that have had a bad experience with the brand because, Mm. you know, I, have got, I've got a couple, you know, I will Mm. never, ever buy a Samsung appliance because of my experience with it. Um, I will never buy another Nissan car because I had such a horrendous experience with their customer service. Interesting. Yep. And, you know, and I've had a couple of those kind of moments. Yeah. Where you just, you've written off a brand because of your... No. What what about cars? Is there mm. a particular brand you've had either <laughs> the I the it feels bad to talk about, but like I um I have at one point in time owned some sort of like European vehicle. Um and it, it just it was it would constantly had flaws that needed to be fixed and they were like not super expensive but not super cheap either. And like then they just kinda kept stacking up to where I'm like this car is actually costing me more money to like own and operate than it did to just buy the car used and i was like i, I just can't justify keeping that around it was a nice car loved it but i was like yeah that's why i more often than not like hondas and toyotas like th- those are the two vehicle brands that i've used like uh, because they just <laughs> i have had I've, most of the major car brands right i, I think i i haven't had an audi but mm-hmm. I've had most anything else. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of afraid of Audis because of how they burn oil, but that's a yeah. whole other story. Right. Um, but, you know, my experience, I bought several years ago, um, I want to say less than, less than 10 years ago, um, I bought a certified pre-owned Nissan Pathfinder. Platinum, top of the line. It had TVs and every headrest in the whole car. Yeah. Everything was, he- it was just like loaded up to the max. Right. And I think as a certified pre-owned, it had just under 20,000 miles. Not bad. So it came with a regular factory warranty. It had a certified pre-owned warranty. And because I'm funny about things like that, I bought the third (laughs) market aftermarket, the third party aftermarket warranty. So I had three warranties on the car. By the time it hit about 22,000 miles, all the tires had melted off. Jeez. Had and melted off. Had melted off. I had to replace four tires um, that were perfectly fine at 18,000 miles because they have to be really good condition to sell them as a CPO. Yeah. Um, but the whole transmission froze, which is apparently a really big problem with Nissans. Mm. And it just died because all the, the lines and the coolant go through yeah. a certain thing in the transmission. And so it died. And I took it to Nissan. I was like, okay, I'm thinking I'm golden because yeah. I've got three warranties. Well, they hummed and hawed and didn't know which warranty they were going to use. So they let it sit there, and then they waited for parts, and they were like, well, we don't, we don't want to fix it yet because we haven't decided which warranty. You're. And I'm like, pick one. I don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah. You know? and you only which get, one's the one that's going to get it done? <laughs> you only get a few days of a car rental. And so I blasted through that, and they're charging mm-hmm. me $22 a day for a car rental. And so they had no incentive to fix my car. Right. Um, it took me three and a half weeks of squawking. They finally put in the same parts that had 
broken, just, mm-hmm. you know, a, a different version of, but the exact same thing. And they were like, well, you know, we, it's a problem with our cars and we're not going to fix it if it happens again, because we only warranty things once. And so by the time <laughs> yeah. I, I got it back from the dealership, Uh-oh. I drove it down the street to the uh, to the Chevrolet dealership and I traded it in on Tahoe. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I was just like, I am never, I'm yeah. never going through this again because yeah. it was just like hours on the phone, everyone passing the buck. And I'm like thinking, you spend that kind of money on a, on a top of the line car, you expect to get more than 3,000 miles out of it. You're right. Well, so, I have a Hyundai right now that has been... Very, very dependable, and I'll probably end up buying another Hyundai. The, I felt a very similar about, uh, now again, this is older models. I haven't had anything modern, but like I've had an older model Toyota Corolla and an older Honda CRV, and both I kept like topped up on gas, fresh oil, and I put tires on it whenever it needed or whatever and i'm not kidding you those things never died (laughs) but it was also like a 94 toyota and a 2001 honda so i mean i can't speak for anything you know modern but that that honda crv i literally called it old faithful because i brought it through the ringer (laughs) it went everywhere with me and it was i i drove that car the longest i think i had it for five Uh, years another another one i like to look at when it comes to preferences is brands is walmart versus target mm-hmm. why do people some people like walmart some people like target do you yeah. feel like target offers because one lets you shop in your slippers <laughs> <laughs> okay i see what we're doing here. yeah <laughs> right <laughs> walmart you know you think of these walmart and target uh i'm thinking of lowe's and home depot right right they're just the same thing but a little different you know sam's and Costco. Costco yeah. They all go after the same group, but I think the demographics are slightly tweaked, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'd be very interested to see if there were any stats on that. I I'm sure not. there is, because I know like with the Lowe's and the Home Depot, contractors tend to use Home Depot more than right. Lowe's because yep. yeah, a lot Lowe's, of their right. a lot of the sizing on packaging and things is more contractor friendly over at Home Depot than it is at Lowe's is meant more for the DIYer Mm -hmm. and Home Home Depot is, you know, is a little bit, a little bit more Uh, industrial, a little bit more commercial. Um, They do have better selection. You know, I tend to shop at Lowe's because it's convenient and I know where everything is in the store and it's (laughs) clean and you can, you know, now it's hard to get someone to help you for checkout, but before it was always easy. Or do you shun both of those places and and tend to go to hardware stores? Mm, Interesting. Yeah. I'm cheap, so I go where it's the cheapest. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, like, I think it also, for me at least, um, the only reason why I would choose, like, target over walmart sometimes is the atmosphere or if you're wearing pajama pants i don't i i'm sorry but like i will never leave the house in public without hey you've been to our walmart haven't you i have but but i'm just saying for me personally i will i always have pants on real for me it's jeans usually black denim jeans that's like my staple but i never i will always make sure i have pants on when i go to the store but what i'm saying is like i have more often than not been to a walmart and that is the vibe Mm -hmm. It is a very much like I'm just here. I'm a little nappy. I'm a little bit whatever, and I'm and I'm gonna get what I want. And it's a little bit dirtier. And that could just be our local area. You know, I very well could understand that. But I think it's also like when I've gone to Walmart, 
the uh, the employees are just kind of like. Uh, I find that the employees at Target uh, or Target, as I mm, like to call it, yeah. they tend to seem like they care about their job a little bit more. Right. Whereas I think Walmart is just. Like, I've had nothing but disasters <laughs> at Walmart. Oh, yeah. I I just the, refuse to go to Walmart. There was I a don't. The, <laughs> the prime example that I that I, that I, the 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 culmination of what I'm talking about is Mallory and I went to Walmart. Oh, sorry, we went to Target first to go get groceries and stuff. Well, they didn't quite have the certain items that we were looking for for like a, a certain dish we were making. And on the way home, we have to pass by Walmart to, to get home. And I was like, well, Walmart's still open. I'll You can sit out in the car and I'll, or, in, or we can both go in real quick and get something or get the, the one or two items we were missing for this dish for dinner we want to make. <laughs> so we went to Target and it was like this. It was like kind of towards closing time. It was in the evening and it was quiet and it was calm and like everything was like pretty like put together, you know, or at least it felt clean or whatever. <laughs> and we got we got our stuff. And I think th- this is the, the because it was um, this was the scenario that cemented it in my head because it was like two polar ends of the spectrum is what I'm trying to get at we went to walmart and they were like stalking the area for like the afternoon crew and there was just like a family of screaming kids there was like these people with those like uh those like uh pallet dollies <laughs> that are just like and i mean and they're just like i mean they're smashing stuff like I mean, they're like there's some guy who's like cleaning out like an area and they're just like like we walk in there <laughs> and i kid you not we're both like this is overstimulating <laughs> there's like just noises and people screaming and stuff everywhere and i was like this feels like what well, this feels like Walmart. It's just like, it's a little haphazard and there's just chaos everywhere. Speaking about Walmart, so, you brought up, you, you brought something to mind. Yeah. One thing I do boycott is self-checkouts. I will always oh, gosh, go to a person yeah. 100% of the time. Really? I want to keep people their jobs. So I boycott self-checkouts. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's, as time goes on, I, I think uh, the, the day of the, the, the cashier is, is going to be coming to an end. I know we kind of touched on this in the, uh, AI episode. Yeah. I mean, fast food, everything is going to just now robots that are doing this. So I think more and more, I, you know, I could see maybe keeping one or two lanes open for an actual body there because I think there's some items you need to have a, an actual cashiers there. But a lot of routine, mundane stuff. I just go to self check. There out. is a there is a gas station, and now I, I think we've called out enough brands, so I won't call it. But I don't think you'll know if you've gone. There's a certain gas station that has like this little fixture now at one of the cash registers that like you set your items on, and it scans them, and then it will like quote unquote ring them up by like I guess taking a picture of them or whatever, or like or scanning them or whatever. So like it's like this little platform. You put your items there, and it has like these little cameras around this area that like that's that is like looking down on the items. And then like on this little pad to the right, it like will the items will show up, and then you're supposed to like pay for it there. And I kid you not, <laughs> it, it, the the reason why I've had a, a, a struggle with this is because it's next door to the the gym that I go to. So I usually will like get a bottle of water or an, a, a protein shake or whatever. Like when I'm on my way either to or from the gym. Or get gas, you know, whatever. <laughs> the the no no, I kid you not. The uh, the three times that I've gone in there, it has always rung it up incorrectly, and the person has, and I've like almost paid because they gotta just set the items down. There's like three entries, and I'm not, I mean, I'm not really worried about what it 
it thinks it is. And I go to pay and they're like, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. And they like keep like moving it around. They keep folding it over and like, like, and it I never. I want to know what this place is. It, yeah, never, it, never, it never, it never works. And, uh, and at one time I got, <clears throat> I got Mallory something and myself something and Mallory's item, it wouldn't ring up correctly. And she had to pull it behind the counter and scan it. And then set it beside this whole fixture. So it's not and, saving and, anybody and, uh, any no, time or I was, money. I still had to, the the lady had to go from what she was doing behind the counter to come help fix this scenario. And I was like, I just don't. Now again, this is probably you know infant technology where it's like it, it needs to probably get better. And this is probably the first iteration of it. Maybe one day it will become that great where I can just put the items there and it, and it goes. But I was like, I when I walked up to the counter, I was hoping to talk to her because she was there. And I was like, yeah, I'll just, I was, but she was like, no, no, you have to go, you have to use the installation or whatever she called I it. I won't go to CVS anymore <laughs> because they've got that, that little kind of thing. thing. little self-checkout yeah, now. Just, yeah, yeah. And they're like, you don't even have the option to go to a person. I'm just like, yeah, I'm not getting paid by you. I'm not scanning groceries. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> I just, I love, the, it just feels so. To scanning, I kind of didn't bother me at all. If Like I just, there was this concept that like Amazon had or something where they were going to have like a store where like you to enter the store, like you scan your Amazon account or whatever. And then upon entry, you could like fill up a basket full of items and it like either scans the item or whenever you walk out the store, it scans all of it or something. Well, Sam's Club is doing something like that now. If you put the Sam's Club app on your phone, uh, I think you scan each item as you put it in your cart and then you have to run, they've got two checkouts that have these lights shining from the ceiling and you just kind of walk it under the thing. And I guess it maybe it counts your items or something just to make sure there's nothing extra in your cart. Right. And um, you check out completely without ever having a receipt or, you know, it just automatically builds your... The idea of that was kind of cool. It was like you walk into a place, you just grab items and then walk out because that feels a little more natural of like, if we're going to have this whole like no cashier thing, I would rather something like that where I could just like go in there, grab what I want and then leave. So, and, then, and, then it, and then it charges me, you know, post exit instead of, you know, like this, like you're talking about CVS. I feel like now it's like it almost feels like now I'm responsible for for checking out. But it's they like, could but afford why? a whole bunch of cashiers if they quit <laughs> making the receipts 20 feet long, oh, you know. Of course. Yeah, that right. gets a little ridiculous. It's like the keep the receipt keeps printing out and it just goes <laughs> on and on and on. It's like yeah. how much paper they're using on this thing. Right. So but anyways, you know. But I don't know. That doesn't. Uh, so really, I go when it comes to to, to grocery shopping. I like to shop at Whole Foods. Mm, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I'm gonna tease you we, about we that, got Jason. A, we got ourselves a bougie <laughs> man over here. <laughs> I like. Yeah. Whole, I like. You can get I, me an almond horn I, when you're I there. I like okay? whole. I like Whole Foods, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I like. Uh, I like Albertsons. I'll have your finest cucumber I, water, please. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cucumber. I water. do like Albertsons. Um, I tend yeah. to shop the circular because a lot of the stuff is just seriously overpriced for what it is. Anyway, it else. is. It is. It is higher it's than. Like, I think the coffee that the the iced coffee that I get is almost two dollars more a bottle at Albertsons than anywhere else in town. Really? Yeah. So I'm just like, you know, I'll I'll shop the circular because they, you know, if you do that, you can save some money, but. Um, I do like their selection, and there's certain things that you can only get at Albertsons. Right, so, and that's why some of these what I call specialty stores generally carry the brands that I buy. Yeah, and that's why I go to them. Yeah, you know, I won't find that at a so Winn Dixie or a. 
did you guys grow up with Target and Walmart? Because it's like those. I never got yeah. those until I moved no, to the United when, States. When, you want me to show? You want me to show my age a little bit? Yeah, go ahead, Ian. <laughs> there was a point in time where I remember regular WalMarts, and I remember Super it, Walmart or Walmart Super Centers. Right. And those were two very different things. There were the local area that I had lived in only had a regular Walmart, and it just had like it was like a I guess now they call them neighborhood markets. Right. Is what they're called now, but it was like it just had like food and things like that. And then there was a point in time where it, the Walmart had shut down, and then it reopened as a super center, and it right. was like a big deal. I remember right. it, was like it was a big thing. Um, and I think the same thing for like Target and Super Target, but like I never was around. There was only one Target in the area, but I was raised going to. Walmart well, I mean, gro- growing up, it was if you wanted food, you went to the grocery store. There were no right, WalMarts right. that had food in them, or, or Targets, or any of that. It was you know you went to. Or whatever the local grocery stores, yeah. I remember it's Kroger or, um, uh, yeah, I think uh, High Neighbor was another one that's local mm-hmm. to here. So, how old were you when Publix. Target and Walmart came into play? Well, mm-hmm. that would have had to have been probably in my latter teens, early okay. 20s, I'm thinking. I'm, okay. I'm guessing now. Now you got me thinking on that. <laughs> when did actually Walmart? We'll see. Because I remember Howard Brothers. I remember TGNY, uh, which were kind of the precursors they, okay. to Kmart. We had a Kmart. What about K and B? But you see, now the funny thing about Kmart, people will look at Kmart and go, they don't think of Kmart, and they're not thinking of quality. Even though Kmart sold some some pretty good items, but the perception out there was Kmart was more in line with value. Mm-hmm. Uh, in essence, you can get it things cheap. It was the Dollar cheap. Tree of the day, right? Right before Dollar General. Yeah. Yeah, we had well growing up in small town Canada, we did we definitely didn't have a Walmart. Um, we, we we didn't have anything. <laughs> Uh, we had two grocery stores. We had Loblaws and IGA, um, mm. you know, and that was it. Like this, we're talking about small town Canada. I um, I had I lived in an area where the, the uh, in Canada where the the Walmart was not the place to go. It was the real Canadian superstore. But that is yeah. in the Loblaws chain, and it's not bad. It was. I liked yeah. going there. I liked going there, and I loved the. I loved the no name brand, mm-hmm. the, like the yellow label with just the yeah, words on it. Yeah, you don't like no name stuff uh, here. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> no, I know. But I thought. I, no, I, I think the the reason why I liked it more was from my. Um, was my uh, my graphic design side okay. and like my more creative you like the side? Yellow box. I loved it. Was just so minimal. <laughs> I, I I've never seen like a company that was able to make something. That Everything was just, is yellow, Jason. It's all yellow with black writing. And yeah. so one and side it, and of the it, package is French and one side is English. And right. so you just, if you want to shop the no-name products, right. you just kind of look on the shelf and you're like, okay, I want and, no-name and beans no or matter, no-name rice Yeah, or no, no matter name. what it is, whether it's a can of uh, can of soup, whether it's a, a bag of chips. And it actually chips. says no-name and then rice right, or right. no-name or, 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 or beans. More like, often than not, like it would, it would just say like, like potato chips and it was all like lowercase black font super clean and for me i was like it's so it's like it's so aesthetically pleasing to have like it wasn't so like flamboyant and like a bunch of different stuff i was like I, I, for me i mean I, I didn't buy it all the time but i definitely looked at it and was like look at how look at how just cool <laughs> it is <laughs> but anyways that's just that's me 
But yeah, there, there's a, a couple. We of did places. have a company that came into town. I think when I was little, called Zellers, which was pretty much like the the Kmart's here. Right. That was the kind of the closest that we had. But it was junky. Like, you didn't want Kmart clothes because, you know, if you K-Mart? rubbed your legs against too right, black, yeah. it might catch on fire with all the polyester <laughs> right. or something. Yeah. It, it, that's what I'm saying. Kmart was known for its value. It's not necessarily known for quality, you know? Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. That's There's no name. You can yeah. see it's just it's yellow and black and... <laughs> That is in the same chain yeah. as you'll notice. It's all yellow with black. Yeah, that was that was a little Canadian offshoot that came yeah, down yeah. here. I remember that when I came back, I was like, "Is that what that was?" Um, but anyways, it says that the first um, Sam Walton opened the first Walmart store in Rogers, Arizona, um, no, Arkansas. I think. Oh, it's Arkansas. Yeah. You're right. Um, 1962. Okay. So they've been around for yeah. a long time. I think but, I think '69 was when but, it became officially incorporated. Right, but that's what I'm saying. But it, you didn't really see WalMarts the way you see them now. Oh yeah, it it was. There were other stores here that I recall that really kind of captured the market at that time. And whatever model, you know, Sam Walton implemented at the time, it just eventually. You know, the thing about Walmart, what made Walmart successful is they would move these stores in these little small towns and drive out all the local businesses, which brings up another issue, you know. So are these big box stores, are they really good for your community? Probably not. Probably not. I just uh, reminiscing on on more Canadian stuff. I remember Shoppers Drug Mart was another one, like another <laughs> big one. That it was everywhere. I would like I go to a Shoppers Drug Mart whenever I wanted to. Crappy tire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Go to a Canada Tire anywhere. And now you see now. Guess what's now starting to take the place of? It's amazing how the cycle works. But now what's what's starting to happen? Is you're starting to see Amazon distribution yeah. centers. Can I say I actually am kind of sad. Do you like to shop online? No, I really don't oh, like shopping online. Oh, why don't online. you like? I That's kind of unusual. Yeah, I know, and I've said that before and I've said this like in conversation with friends. I'm actually really sad that I can't like go to or like that many of like the brick and mortar stores that I I like going to are like kind of having to shut down like local businesses or other like bigger businesses. There's a really big bookstore I like to go to and it's kind of falling in disrepair. And I know that they're not going to take care of it because there's no money in it. And it makes me sad because I'm like, I love going to a physical location mm. to like get what I want to get. I There are some bigger purchases that I am, like for instance, all this equipment here. I know some of it I could buy um, uh in a store, but a lot of times when it comes to like some of this stuff, I understand. In that order I have to get to, the selection and the price right, and, right. and the service, I get, I get you have that. to go to you and know. There, and there's a company that I do really appreciate the service on, which is the same company I bought all this stuff at Sweetwater. They're a great company, and I do get behind their like online business. But more often than not, like it, it just depends on what I'm getting. I I know myself well enough that I don't think I can ever shop online for groceries. I appreciate, I like going into a grocery store and selecting my own groceries. Yep. It's, I like listening to music, listening to podcasts. It helps me like get out the house a little bit. It helps me decompress. Well, it's just, I it is swear something that, that I, the people that pick groceries go and pick the worst produce <laughs> that they can to stick in your, because no one's going to buy it. It's like, if you get them to pick it, you're getting oh, ugly yeah. produce. And I just, for me, I just know that I, 
I'm able-bodied enough, and and like I said, I do I do enjoy like getting out the house and doing that. So I just feel like I have friends that won't go in the grocery store. They yeah. only they only do you know have You're it right. delivered or they pull up and get yeah. it put in their trunk. Like they will not go in. Right. Whereas I won't do online ordering. Yeah. But like you know, before we got here, Jason and I were talking at the house, and we were talking about what's shifted is that you know when we were kids. You ordered from catalogs. You know, you oh, got the yeah. Sears catalog. Yeah. You got the J.C. Penny catalog. You know, you got all these catalogs in the mail, Montgomery Ward, and all these things. Right. My and you picked <laughs> stuff, and you had to go to an order counter, and you had to order right. it, and then you had to wait for it to come in. My grandma used to give me um, like Christmas catalogs with toys in it and stuff, and I would circle what I wanted or whatever. Oh, the, the catalog <laughs> would come out in like August, oh, yeah. and you would plan your Christmas. Yeah. You know, like. And now everybody, there's no, no one has patience no. because it's just like, if you want something, you go on Amazon and you get it drop shipped and it's right. at your house tomorrow. Right. And it's, it's a completely different mindset from our generation to your generation yeah. to Gen Z and every, you know, everything in between. Um, it's, it's really, it's going to be kind of scary this next 10, 15 years yeah. because I think we're going to see a trend of so many more small businesses getting put out of business. I, and I, then... Can't stay. They can't compete against that kind of volume. The part that like, the makes me leery towards like fully... I have bought certain select items on Amazon, but there are like... There are so... You can just like type in any kind of item, especially when it comes to like electronics or whatever... And it's like the same pictures, the same entries with like a long name of like all these buzzwords that I know is probably coming from some like overseas something or another. And I'm like, there's a lot of times where like I feel like I can't trust any of that. Yeah. And I can't trust the quality of any of it. And I would rather like go to a store, put my hands on something like right now today. Well, now with Amazon, you don't know if you're getting fakes. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. As I like, feel like I don't want to spend money on this thing if I'm, especially because I am I'm the kind of person. Like I said before, I will spend the couple extra dollars for name brand products a lot of times because I know the quality is going to be a little bit better, and I would rather spend a few extra dollars on whatever the item may be and it lasts longer than, of course, me just to try and skimp out on some like just buying the cheaper object and then of course it breaks. I, uh, my music mentor a long time ago told me when it comes to like technology at least or instruments, more often than not instruments. He said, buy it nice or buy it twice. Either it's going to be cheap enough and you don't like the quality of it and you're going to hate it and buy a newer one that you like better, that's better quality. Or you're going to buy the cheaper one and it's going to break on you <laughs> whenever or you need it most. Or have a Magnus and buy it thrice. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Or, yeah, or it's going to break on you when you need it most and you're going to be upset and, and then still go buy a second one for probably a higher quality. And he's like, it doesn't apply to everything. But he's like, in my life, that's what I've noticed. He's like, if you're going to go ahead and buy something... I kind Sometimes. of anticipate we're going to see a little bit of a backlash against Amazon. Well, like, I, I think yeah. it's coming. I, I mean, I'm right now, I'm telling where I'm seeing a resurgence of is, is on the grocery store front. I'm telling yes. you, is farmer's markets. Yeah. You're right. You're right. There are a lot of people now going to farmer's markets, and they're popping up all over the place. So a lot of people. Yeah. I wish our area had a better one. And I will leave it at that. I have shopped at the ones <laughs> yeah. in Dallas. I've shopped at the ones in Houston. I shopped at the ones in Louisville. And the ones here leave something to be, you know, it's just, you got ladies making, you know, <laughs> Duncan Hines cake mix yeah. and selling it for 15 bucks a loaf and, you know, produce that I like to support the farmers. I like to support the people that are making the cheeses or smoking the meats or whatever. I don't want to go and buy 
prepackaged stuff right. that's just they're just reselling. Right. You know, and it's oh, and that's what and that's what yeah. I, every time I open up Amazon, it feels like that. It feels like this is just another one of those items that they bought bulk that they're reselling at like a high premium that's going to be just this awful product when I get it. And I'm like, well, I don't want to put my one, money towards that. <laughs> one of the things with Amazon, um, and this this comes up in a lot of the small business groups that I've been, right, you know, right. I've been members of, is that Amazon is amazing at tracking their analytics. You know, that's yeah. they've got people that are tracking analytics all day long. And so let's say that you, Ian, you develop this men's shirt that just – just makes you look like you got abs, right. you know, yeah, you name, it. You, you name got, it, yeah. it just looks amazing. And Amazon sees that Ian is selling a ton of these ab shirts. And so what they'll do is they will find out who you're, who's manufacturing it for you and yeah. they will undercut you and they'll make a deal to make their own version because you'll notice that the Amazon has their own version right, of right. all sorts of different things. Yeah. And very Amazon quickly, basics. the Amazon exactly the yeah. Amazon Basics line. So if you start doing well on Amazon, you're you're going to find that your business kind of gets taken away from mm-hmm. you. You know, you can't count on using another platform. All right. So you're it's right. you know that's but ten years ago, if I went on Amazon, I could type in whatever I wanted, and I knew it was going to probably be cheaper than in any store. Right. And now it's probably the same price or more expensive. Right. You know, books, I will give you books are probably cheaper because right. I, I can get right. it, I can get a book for two thirds of the price of what Barnes and Noble will charge for it. Right. But, um, but as far as anything else, it's usually, you know, because I'll just do a Google search and hit the shopping button and I'll see what everybody's charging for it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, Amazon is not the best price anymore. Interesting. And I, I believe it. Yeah. Okay. And that's the thing is for me is like, I don't, the I don't get any kind of like joy or satisfaction out of like buying things online. I, I, there has been few things that I've felt that way about, and I feel like I would have felt that way if I bought it in a store. But like there has been numerous times where I don't want to wait for shipping. I would rather have the item now, and I will just go to a store and go pick it up. They, like my computer had a fault in it. Uh, the power supply. Is the power supply was probably twelve years old, so it was it it was his time to go. It was shot. It it it, it blew. Sad to see it go, but I was like, okay, I got podcasts to do. I got work that needs to be done. I need yep. to get this needs to be a this needs to be a priority at least in some capacity. I could have bought it online and then waited for the shipping or whatever, but I was like, I know for a fact that I could run to my local Best Buy or the two in the capital area or whatever around the and, and I could feasibly get something that I wanted went to one and the guy was like we don't have that one but the the, the other one does though and I, I can call them and they can have it ready for you and I was like thank you 30 minute drive and I had it See, and, I, and, and like, that's a store that I boycott <laughs> well, that, well, so, no, that's what I'm saying so for and why me, like, do you I, boycott they just annoy me everything is expensive they get like special it's like Walmart how they have special versions of different electronics made just for right. that store so you can't price it elsewhere and get a better deal or have them honor you know another store's pricing right because it will have a unique um, USP code so it just I just always find that they're just weird in there you know it's just everything is overpriced they don't have a good selection. You know, 20 years ago, they had an amazing... You almost You're got right, overwhelmed yeah. when you went in there. Um, I just... I just, It just rubs me the wrong way. I so, wonder right. what happened. I don't, I don't know. It but, probably it just but, got... I, think it all, I do not I, grace them with my presence. <laughs> I think it, it also... I think it suffers from a lot of what's going on in the modern age, too, of, like, everything's moving 
online. Online. So they they, yeah. they 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 don't. There's no incentive to have a full stocked store. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is within reason. I mean, there's but nothing. Like, yeah. Especially whenever, especially may I say, whenever you can go onto the app and then specifically order an item and then pick up in store. Why have it in store when you, when someone can pay a shipping fee to like have but, it put there and then of course they'll just come by. When and, you see a store like Best Buy right now, when you right. go into a Best Buy, it's very understocked. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And which which makes me think that the days are short for Best Buy because. Mm-hmm. I noticed that going into Bed Bath and Beyond, yeah, the you know they had all these little things pulled down. You know, it's like you would see like two empty shelves and then stuff on a third, and then two empty shelves. And they've been doing that for a couple of years, where wow. their stock just got less and less and less. The only and ones I, that I know of in our area have have, have, have both had closing sales because they're going out. Well, of, all Bed and Bath and Beyonds right. are. Yeah, like they're, they're, all they're gone. bankrupt. But I think that when you see something like Best Buy. Um, because remember when there used to be Circuit City, there was yeah, there yeah. were several companies yeah, that were right. competitors. Cons. Con, yep, there was competitors to Best Buy, and I think I think it's one of those companies that's had its day in the sun, and You're now right. it's it's easier to go on to Amazon or Dell Outlet or yeah. wh- you know whatever yeah, you want to do. See, I worry about that because I mean I still like to go to a store, uh, and, and so that's what I'm saying. So for me, I uh, may not when it goes I, to come to electronics. Yeah. Now I like to actually go to the store and talk yep. to the salesman and. Yep. And feel it out and the the, make, the end of the story was decision. is that the the product now I, I may not this may not apply to all the products like you're talking about, but the the power supply that I was talking about was the same price if I would have bought it on Amazon or I would have bought it on like Newegg, which is like a computer PC parts website that I would get it from. I could have probably got it cheaper there, but then again, this is where this is how I They had it ready and you could go get this, it. Yep. Would I would I spend the extra probably Ten to twenty dollars to for get the it to get it that day. Yeah, yeah, and that's and so that's what I did. And the, the same sort of thing for this. Whenever our soundboard went out, I was able to order this on uh, uh, on Guitar Center. This uh, handheld recorder. Whenever the board was shot, I could have ordered something and then waited for shipping. But I was like, I would rather go to my local Guitar Center and and then who probably has this in stock and then yep. go pick it up there because I could have it. But that, I think that's how I I often do things. I'm like, I would rather just go to the grocery store, pick up what I want, and then go home instead of trying to like sit here and go through all these hoops for like, am I, is it really more convenient if I just like order it online and then have it shipped here? Because I have to wait but for it. But it sounds it, like so. you're the anomaly for your generation. I, yeah. I feel yeah. like it sometimes. I'm like, I really, yeah. I really don't like, I don't like it. So I, I, I understand uh, the use of it. I understand for certain expensive items, like I said, like this podcast equipment for that bass guitar back there that was very expensive. No one had that in stock. And I'm like, I know for a fact I have to wait for that to like get quality, uh, like quality tested, multiple seals of approval, and then shipped to my house. I get that. And I'm like, that's okay. It, it's very expensive. <laughs> and I want it to be as <laughs> pristine as it can be when it comes to my home. Unlike some things like that where I'm like, I just, so round I to, yeah. table, do you have? I'll ask you. Do you oh, have yeah. stores that you boycott? Are <laughs> you are you part of the forty two percent that boycotts a stork? No, I I'm, I'm think I fall in that thirty three percent of 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 consumers that just buys what I need, unless you know it. It just depends because there's some stores I just don't go to very often to begin with, so it's. You know, like the whole Target deal. I don't hardly go to Target ever, even before all this. So, I mean, it's not like it's there's no emotional attachment. But if it was, I'm trying to think of a store that, 
you know, I'm kind of one of these, if I can't find it here, I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. And, 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 but you know, that no, I can't say there's anything that there's out there that I stay away from now, like Starbucks. I don't really drink coffee from Starbucks, not because I've got any personal agenda against them. Cause occasionally I do stop right. there and, and buy something from them. Um, I actually get my coffee at a restaurant, right, uh, right. La Yeah, okay. it's where I get my coffee from. So, um, no, there's not. I'm not one of these people that go out of my way, or at least nothing has happened to me personally that would make me radically change my shopping behavior be honest with you i just don't pay it that much mind mm. um which falls into our generational thing as well because we were less likely right i mean i'm yeah. just i mean i'm I, I just remember the days of going to the store and and shopping going to sears oh yeah i you remember know, sears. that was a big deal yeah. rest I mean, in peace <laughs> I, you know I, I remember going to those places i remember going to malls right right you know and and that was a big thing and you go see all the new stuff out there and you I, touched the, it you felt I, it you interact with it i'm a little I mean, bit the same way i'm i'm sad that like the local big mall that we have uh, there's i think there's new stuff that's popped up in there like a lot of the but stuff, but malls that, are in general no. are, are they're a dying breed. They're a dying right. breed. And it's because and it makes of, me sad because I'm like that. Everything like is a, going online, and I hate that. I don't. I don't. I like mean, that. it's it just is. I mean, I, and I would think as tech advances and we get even probably they they kind of master virtual reality more and more. Yeah, I could see a point where you'd be able to interact with an item virtually. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, yeah. For me, I, I've noticed that uh, a, a lot of mine is not. I don't boycott stores because of like a stance or because of whatever. It's all the uh, um, customer service based. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot. You're of based on your experience. Yeah, yeah, there's been a lot of times where like I've gone to a restaurant or like a local fast food chain, and the staff has just been <laughs> like, for lack of a better term, just atrocious, like to, to, to handle or deal with. And I'm like, I'm paying for this food that already isn't probably great. And I'm also being treated like garbage. I know there's like one of these things I can rule right. out, and me being here is one of them. Um, that's one thing for me. Um, it, it like that's a big one. But as far as like when it comes to um, like boycotting a store, like I don't, I don't think I have anything like that per se. Um, there's something else I was gonna say about that, but I, I can't remember what I was gonna say. Like I lost my train of thought well you know just real quick a follow-up because you know what i mentioned earlier i was kind of reading off some stats and i got to the boomers i didn't have that information talking about on social issues um but the biggest issue that uh boomers want to see companies advocating for the most are climate change affordable health care racial justice and income inequality mm. so um but yeah, boomers are considered uh, the polar opposite of Gen Z, which that would be expected. And the case of whether companies should take a chance on social issues, the two groups are completely at odds. While one in two uh, Gen Zers think companies should engage for advocacy, about half of boomers say they shouldn't. Mm, wow. So a good, and that, that sounds about right. 
Uh, I mean, I, I'm a Gen Xer, but I, I'm I'm an older Gen Xer, right? And I, I'm I'm closer to the Boomer years than maybe some younger Xers that might be closer to on the millennial side. Right. I think I'm actually in the same ballpark. I I think people wouldn't consider me a millennial. I'm actually you probably you probably identify yeah. more with yeah. With I, I Gen was born Z. I was born in the mid '90s, and that's like the tail end of millennials apparently. So I'm in that same part where like I'm in that weird zone of like I wouldn't consider myself Gen Z at all. But my youngest brother though, who was like almost born in 2000, he feels like a Gen Z kid. But like we're both like it was we're only a few years apart, so it's weird to say that, but. Um, yeah, we just we are. I mean, yeah, as tech it, it as tech advances and as and as those as Gen Z gets older and older, it'll be very interesting to see what how that starts to shape shopping and yeah. brands and how we do things. Because I don't think this whole boycotting stuff is. It's if anything, it's just going to get worse. Oh yeah, so, I remember my I got my train of thought back. It it was all customer experience based. There, whether it's like you know good or bad customer experience is a place that I will like go back to pretty consistently. Um, but a big one is you had mentioned coffee shops, <laughs> and there is uh, there is one local coffee shop in question, and also a brand that you talked about as well, CC's. Uh, numerous ones that I've been to. Um, the cleanliness standard that I have seen. It, at the at the local the local chain specifically, I have like talked to somebody and was like, I can help. I can help teach your people because I I have pretty extensive knowledge as far as like a barista stuff goes, and to see the way they were like not cleaning things, I'm like, that kind of is a health code violation. But like, you're kind of a local business and can probably subvert certain things. But like, I could really help like teach your people, and they're like, no, thank you. And I was like, cool. I probably want to be back here again, just to let you know, because it was like some of the things they were doing were like really not okay, <laughs> and I was like, like I don't want to be the person to get you in trouble, but at the same time, like you, you gotta, someone has to say something, and if it's gonna be anybody, it's gonna be me. So, needless to say, that's and that's another thing for me. It's like I'm, I don't, I don't do I boycott them? No. Was it probably the baristas on staff? Maybe, but it's also happened a couple times where I'm like. So there, there's no really yeah, like right, right, there's right. no like political or social type things really. that you feel so strongly about that yeah. like you know what I'm not going to that store because that yeah. store gave money or attended a rally or whatever the case may be. Not so really. yeah, I'd rather not know. You know, I I don't I don't yeah. think you know we we go to store you know we patronize stores to buy the stuff we want and the stuff we need. Right. I don't I don't care what they're do you know if whatever they want to do political <laughs> I don't want to hear about it I don't yeah. want. Websites tell me, you know, and I don't want stuff, political agendas shoved down my throat. You know, I just right. want to go and buy a piece exactly. of chicken. Right. Or I just want to go and buy a swimsuit. You know, I don't want, you know, I don't, I don't yeah. think that, we, I don't think that these stores should be making sexualized things for kids. I let, agree. let kids be kids. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, right. You know, and, and just quit with the agendas. Like, just. Just sell your product. You, yeah. If you want to be a political organization, be a political organization and then push your agenda out that way. Don't do it through the stores right you know but i think you know with the- I, I think i think what also kind of proves that point though is that apparently the numbers the reason why they're doing that now is because the numbers are proving that that that's one thing i never think i never had thought about 
was I, I never was understanding why I guess more and more companies are moving towards doing that. And because it's, they're trying to appeal towards a generation. It's like, we want you to stand up and say something. So that's incentivizing them to. Well, there, when I was doing research for today's show, um, there was a man named Braden King and he did research on 133 separate boycotts from 1990 to 2005. And of those 177 companies involved, um, one quarter of them offered concessions to the protesters, which stopped the protests. Wow. Now, I would imagine that that's much higher because we, we see how quickly Target pulled the trans kid clothing line. And we see how quickly Ann yeah. Sizer Bush started backtracking. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, I think that people now expect these companies to fold if they raise a stink. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. whereas before you were only, you know, you only had a 25% chance of success. Now it's just like they don't quit until you stop. Yeah. Well, because of social media. I mean, mm-hmm. look, think, think back before really social media. That means you had to somehow reach people, get out there with picket signs or whatever the case may be. It was hard yeah. to really affect a company's bottom line in the old way of doing it. Yes. With social media now, you can reach thousands of people and they can have an immediate uh, impact. Overnight. Overnight. Yeah. And and that's why you see in a lot of these companies, which I wish some of them would actually have a little bit of courage. Hmm. Um, but, <laughs> um, you know, uh, when it comes to money, even the slightest. What? Well, okay. I, I know that. I know that we all do some reading here. What do you think of the idea that BlackRock and some of these companies are the ones that are forcing companies like Target and Walmart yeah. and Kohl's to come out with this politicalized agenda? Well, that see, that's my problem. That's my issue with it is I don't think the spirit behind these things mm-hmm. is as noble as what the surface would lead you to believe. Right. It feels put on. Dark, it, so it has dark underpinnings. It has, there's dark underpinnings there. And yes, I'm, I've read about BlackRock and 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 their their involvement in all kinds of things, their involvement and their stake in media outlets and, and, and dictating what can be reported, what can't be reported. So yeah, and if BlackRock would like to um, subsidize this, <laughs> this podcast, yeah, they're we'll, welcome we'll to reach out to no. us. Come on, the, the, I think like, I, like yeah. I was saying earlier before, I wouldn't be surprised if that had a, a portion to play in it as well. But also helping turn the tides, like you were saying, is like is numbers like that, where it's like if if the numbers are there, where people are wanting to buy, and items, look, the num- one, is it at that point? It's like if you have a company like BlackRock pushing you to have an agenda. But then you're also looking at the numbers, and you're like, well, our demographic really wants us to have an agenda, so I guess, well, I mean, you know. I'm third-generation entrepreneur, so, right. you know, I, I, I'll, look at, I'll look at numbers, <laughs> I'll look at statistics, I'll look at demographics, right. and it just seems to me that a lot of these companies aren't catering to their demographic. Right. You know, it's it blows like my if, mind if with some of these. Bush is oh, like the, the man's man, be a real man beer. That's a blue collar drink. It's a blue collar drink. drink. Yeah. You know, why Why would you get that Dylan character Mulvaney to, 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 or whatever Mulvaney to do this partnership? Like, why wouldn't you get like. Because they hired. See, this <laughs> is another thing, is also what's going on is why are these companies hiring these kind of advertising or marketing directors that kind of have this orientation 
I don't understand yeah. that. To me, there's something going on. Also, well, you remember on, what on that lady... end is these people are saying, "Well, we can't fire them because then they'll turn around and sue us and and all these things." So, I, I think some of it is orchestrated. I do believe there's a plan behind some of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Bud Light. Look at our own administration and some mm-hmm. of the stuff yeah. that's going on. I mean, Bud Light was you sit there and going, why are they getting involved in this issue? Unless they should have like had a, like Larry the Cable Guy right, drinking yeah. beer. Right. Not this is to me a beer, and it's anybody can drink beer. It doesn't matter what you are. Why even go there? I think it's because they're trying to. This is my assumption on the matter, is that there is a, the, how do you put this into words? Uh, the, intrinsically, the group that they were uh, debuting on that can or whatever it was, I don't think they were fully intending to uh, publicize, they were, they, were, they were publicizing to those people as well, but I think they were also uh, trying to get the people that support them on board. Well, as well. That's, it's, that's it's, not a beer drinking crew. But but it's, but, it's, but they're, yeah. they're, they're they trying all, to convert yeah. them into like they, maybe we could be cool too. Like you know, they all have so. to throw out this stuff, yeah. showing you know, look at us. You know, we're we're inclusive. We're we're trying to make people feel comfortable yeah. and all this stuff. And it's like stick to to what you do. Right. Make <laughs> your product. And it's out there, it tastes good, it's refreshing, or right. whatever the case may be. And believe me, anybody will that wants to buy your beer will buy your beer. You don't have right. to do Make all this stuff. Make the best beer you can. Right. Don't People, worry about what's on the can. Right. Don't worry I mean, about what's in the can, not what's on the can. Right. Yeah. You know, but it's, I'm telling you, this is not going to go away. I'm seeing it every day on the, in the, you know, there's some other company you know, they got to make a statement or, or whatever right. to state, you know, whatever the case may be. I just well, if I can, if I can leave us on on something that I thought was interesting, I read recently uh, talking about when I was doing some research for this potential topic. Uh, I saw someone say that did McDonald's come up with? Did, have you seen the uh, Grimace's birthday? Mm-hmm. A character they haven't used in years. They just yeah. all of a sudden decided to like. The the someone said, did the McDonald's really just come up with Grimace's birthday and make it the whole month of June to get out of celebrating Pride Month? And I was like, hmm. And I love how no one said anything about it. Like 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 the McDonald's, the big yeah, company, well, isn't celebrating any kind of you know like the 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 joke of the matter was that a big company doesn't have to take a stand and people won't I don't think every company them. needs to you know I don't think right. we need to have restaurants having that in the first no, place you don't. like you know right. the restaurants should just if you're a Mexican restaurant you celebrate Cinco de Mayo that's right. about it you know <laughs> um, you know the rest of it just keep politics out of it right right um, it, and know, that's how it used to be I think with McDonald's you know and I actually I wrote about this a couple of months ago. Um, on Facebook, actually, yeah. because I was talking about the difference. Like when when Jason and I grew up, people went to McDonald's to have their birthday parties. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, um, I had know, a birthday party at a McDonald's. It was you know it was just different. Like everything yeah. was different. They had all the characters. You had the hamburger and you had Grimace and you had the Fry <laughs> Guys and you know yeah. it was you had all these characters. And the McDonald's's were family friendly places to go to. Right. Um, parent you, parents could take the kids there. They could afford to feed their kids there. That's yep. why they went. Um, and then now you go into one and it's like an institution. Yeah. It's oh, very yeah. cold. It feels so like a corporate like office. We've got this older, the Gen, Gen X's grew up with very, 
favorable attitudes towards McDonald's. Right. Because we all have good memories about I did. McDonald's. I great, great, great memories with McDonald's. You know, it's as like kid. kids now, yeah. if you go into a McDonald's, they've gotten rid of the playground, they've gotten rid of the characters. It looks like. It looks institutional. It looks like a prison cell mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. Everyone uh, you have that, to go up to a kiosk to order food. Yeah. You can't even talk to a person. Every model I've been is to gray and brown. Yeah, and it feels like a corporate building, corporate office. Or you know, something. it's like when the, when we were kids, it looked like someone was, was taking play, magic was mushrooms to decorate yeah. the place. It was a play. It was a playground. Yeah, that's what and, it was. And so it's like this new generation has no positive feelings. Like we can all still sing. All the the, yeah, right. the, the, the commercials, <laughs> Jingles, like, yeah. to all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese. And yeah, right. y- you could finish it off for me. Like, we just, we know all of this. This generation doesn't. Right. And I think that McDonald's is trying to pull the heartstrings of the, 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 the last little bit of people. Because now most of us that are our age aren't going to McDonald's too often right. no. because it's become unhealthy. It's not fun. It's, you know, it, it doesn't tick well, all the boxes of what we're looking for. Yeah. And so I think McDonald's is losing its market share and they're trying to hit some nostalgic buttons, um, but they just have failed colossally, colossally at it. Right. But I wouldn't be surprised if they come out with a new set of um, cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. Because remember when people used to get in lineups to get the toys? Oh, yeah. And they used to collect, you know, like yeah. the Beanie Babies or the... Whatever, yeah. Whatever it might be. Um, you know, McDonald's was the number one toy seller in the United States for many, many years. And now they can't sell toys or they decided not to because of some FDA thing. Yeah. But, you know, I think that they're trying to recapture nostalgia, but they're not going to do it with how they're doing it. I think they're going about it all wrong. Right. And the, the high, you know, chemical grimace shake that no one knew what flavor it was. It was berry. That, yeah. You know, and then M- the people berry. pretending to drink it on TikTok and die. Yeah. I don't think that gave them the message that they wanted. No. Well, I thought this was a very great conversation. We, I, we, we rehashed on some things that I didn't think we were going to touch on. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you want to say about this issue before we... Uh, wrap up yeah thought it was uh, thought it was good uh we touched on a lot of things and uh maybe gave some people some things to think about yeah um for anybody out there we have this nifty little new website we've been working with and it's dot.cards forward slash retrospect pod and it has all of our links there and you can see you all the platforms that we're on we also have like specific links to Spotify, all that stuff like that. Our YouTube channel, and also the email. And for those of you who tried to like uh, reach out to us on Facebook and can't quite put your whole comment in the comment section on Facebook, you can send us an email at getoffendedtogether at gmail.com. Also, send your well wishes to Stony and make sure that he's. He will know, love to hear <laughs> that. Uh, so yes. send, yeah. send over send over some messages right. for him to keep up his spirits. Exactly, but until y- yeah, use the get offended together. He, yeah, uh, email. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> he yeah. would like that exactly. But anyways, until next time, thank you so much for listening. Bye bye. Goodbye, everyone. God bless. Take care.